your truth with life strategist Laura T. Real advice for regular people. Now, here's Laura. Hello and welcome to Own Your Truth, where we're talking real advice for regular people. I am Laura T. Thank you so much for listening. I know there's lots of ways you can spend your time, and I'm grateful you're going to spend the next hour with me. I know tonight is a big night because it's Oscar night. I'm especially grateful for you turning in. I, we've been watching the red carpet for the last couple of hours. Um, this is something that we do as a family. And because of my love of film, there will be an Oscar-related contest at the end of the hour. So you want to stay tuned to Own Your Truth until 9 p.m. where you can listen and hear how to win a special prize. All right, last week we talked relationships. If you missed the show and want to hear more, it is posted on the Own Your Truth Facebook page. We hope you'll go and visit and take a listen. Lots of um, great questions asked and hopefully advice that you can use. Tonight, we are talking about hiring, and I'm going to discuss the top three ways to hire smarter when you're hiring staff at work, when you're looking at hiring service vendors, even your home contractors. We're constantly hiring people, and we aren't taught to consider the importance of the hiring process. You want to stay tuned because the simple tips I'm about to share will save you thousands of dollars, I promise countless hours, and a whole lot of heartache. If you have a hiring question you want answered, please call in. Um, this isn't about theory. You're going to hear real practical information that can help you today. So call in and let's put the advice into practice. The phone number here is 203-333. WICC. Again, that's 203-333-9422. And I hope to hear your questions toward the end of the show. I usually start answering questions around uh, 8.30, so uh, feel free to call in. All right. Well, we're going to start this week like we did last week. We're going to start well. And what does that mean? It means you get more of what you focus on. So today and every Sunday, we'll start well with good news from around the neighborhood, across the state, and beyond. The first story in this week's Own Your Truth Good News actually comes out of Washington, D.C. I heard this story um, during the week and really felt like I had to share it. There's a gentleman by the name of Kazi Manan, an, a Pakistani... Pakistani immigrant and owner of the Sakina Halal Grill in Washington, D.C. This really special person has been feeding home the homeless out of his restaurant every day since 2013. There's no questions asked and people can come in as many times as they want. Last year alone, he served 16,000 free meals. He came to the United States 23 years ago with $5 in his pocket. And he remembered that, or the story goes, he remembered that he um, couldn't afford to buy f the dinner in a restaurant. So when he had the opportunity to open up his own restaurant, he decided everyone should be able to eat his delicious Pakistani and Indian food, whether they could pay for it or not. What an amazing story we can all learn from and really look at um, all the good that, be that can be done when you're doing good. So, fabulous story out of D.C. Honor him uh, a huge, huge amount. In other good news, 
Here's a story where social media was put to good use and instrumental in saving a beautiful red-tailed hawk. It started when Madeline Weatherhead was walking to work through downtown Manhattan in New York City. She saw an adult female hawk standing on the sidewalk in front of a restaurant. Come to find out, it had hit the restaurant window and had become stunned. When the 27-year-old Brooklyn woman spoke to the restaurant staffers and found this out, she thought, well, what can I do? She called the Animal Care Center, and the line went to voicemail. So, knowing the power of social media, she snapped a photo of the bird and posted it on Twitter. Lots of viewers responded, and different contacts were given to, for her to call uh, animal shelters. Ultimately, she tagged the NYPD, and the police officers were the ones who came to the bird's rescue. They brought the bird to the Wild Bird Fund facility, and the bird is well on its way to recovery. Again, an awesome story about social media being used for good, and there's so much more where that came from. So don't forget to share your good news. Our last and final story for Own Your Truth's Good News today is a reminder that Fairfield County's Community Foundation is holding its annual Giving Day on February 28th. In 2018, this one day resulted in $1.4 million in donations that were distributed to 416 worthy nonprofits across the county. So I'm going to post the website on the Own Your Truth Facebook page. If you're interested in giving, it's a really worthy organization. And, you know, I know as someone who loves to give but thinks, you know, like, oh, I don't really have enough or the gift isn't going to mean enough. Um, no, it's easy to believe that. But every little bit counts and no gift is too small. So feel free to get out and give on February 28th. That's this Sunday's good news on Own Your Truth with Laura T. Remember, there are so many good deeds that go unnoticed. If you have news about a local individual, an organization, or a business making a difference in the community, please let me know. Visit the Own Your Truth Facebook page and listen each Sunday to hear your good news announced on the show. Okay. Let's start getting into the juicy stuff. Tonight on Own Your Truth, on Own Your Truth, we're talking about hiring. If you think hiring doesn't affect you, consider all of the people you hire during your lifetime. For instance, if you own a home, hiring starts with a realtor, then contractors and plumbers and electricians. Then think about all the people you hire as a parent, and tutors and doctors and coaches. And what about all the medical people you hire? Dentists, again, doctors, specialists. We all hire people and we're not taught how to hire. Until now, I'm going to give you some tips. Tonight on Own Your Truth, I'm going to give you specific hiring examples that will begin by focusing on hiring staff. But we will get into how do you use this in everyday application at home. So stay tuned. This is an important show for everyone. And let's dive in. All right. I have to be honest. When I'm talking about hiring with clients, there's this instant look of fear and pain that comes across their face. Often, we don't wanna lose staff because the thought of replacing them makes us queasy, like a sick to our stomach type queasy. And usually, and this is the sad part, that is not because the staff's all-star, right? They could be fine or good. It's mostly because the thought of going through the hiring process feels so painful and uncertain. Sort of kind of the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Can you relate? 
I totally know I can, which is why we're talking this topic tonight. Hiring also feels time consuming, which means as a result, managers either rush the process or they drag it out so long they actually miss the good candidates. So let's talk about the truth of a bad hire, because I think we take for granted the negative impact a bad hire has on our company financially and culturally. The cost of employee turnover at an entry-level position is 30 to 50% of the employee's annual salary. I mean, that's huge. And it only gets higher the higher level you go. A mid-level employee is 150% of their salary. A high-level or specialized employee, the actual cost of a bad hire is 400% of their annual salary. Those are crazy numbers. We can't risk this type of bad hiring. So what are we going to do when it's expensive to really replace people and finding the right person is so vital? We're going to get into all of that. I also wanted to mention another statistic, and I tend to bring this up a lot. Um, The Gallup engagement poll statistic indicates that 67% of the current working population in the U.S. is disengaged or actively disengaged in their work. So when we look at disengaged, that means they come in and do the minimum and leave. When you look at actively disengaged, they don't even do the minimum. So, you know, we look at the cost of a bad hire, and then you look at disengagement in the workplace and what that does to your culture, the expense is beyond just mere dollars. So let's touch on the personal hiring part. Remember, at the beginning of the show, I said, I talk about how does hiring impact us at home? Well, these mistakes can be just as costly in the home. And you know what I'm talking about if you've ever hired a bad contractor. Now, please know, I love contractors and there's lots of great contractors out there. It's an example that a lot of people can relate to. So I'm going to mention it kind of throughout the show uh, just because it's an easy example. But there's lots of great contractors out there. I have I have great contractors that I work with. So, um, But another, another example I'll use is also, you know, tutors for your kid because you kind of never know what you're going to get. Again, tons of great tutors out there, but unless you're asking questions, you really don't know. Are they going to be able to work well with their chi- your child? Do they understand the school's curriculum? And listen, if those things don't work out, it's, it could, it's a bad hire. It's painful to go through those bad hires, especially when you're dealing with family and you're in the middle of construction. So why does this happen so often? We don't intend, obviously, to hire badly. It happens because we tend to hire haphazardly. Um, It's what can we do about thinking ahead on what we want so that we're crystal clear when we're hiring the person for a job, whether at work or at home. All right, so we're going to dive deep into the three ways to hire smarter. And like I said, these tips are going to save you money, they're going to save you time, and a whole lot of heartache. So continue listening. This is Own Your Truth with Laura T., and we'll be back in a moment. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare... You need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, 
I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-706-5400. That's 800-706-5400. 800-706-5400. Are you on the real estate roller coaster? Are the ups and downs making you sick to your stomach when you can't pay your bills? It's time to plant your feet firmly on the ground, build a healthy business, and create consistent cash flow. When other training doesn't work, it's time to start something new. Join Kendra at thekendraproject.com to transform your thinking, jumpstart your business, and have you knock it out of the park this year. Kendra will help you to trash your current business plan. You know you don't follow it anyway. Stop forcing yourself to cold call. Quit the numbers game. Make the money you deserve. And love real estate again. If you're ready to get unstuck, visit thekendraproject.com today. Can you imagine waking up excited to build your business? Taking four to six weeks of vacation a year? Making the type of money you dreamt of when you started in real estate? Only working when you want to? Spoiler alert, it's possible. Kendra has transformed her life and her business with these techniques, and so can you. Visit thekendraproject.com to see how it's done. back and you're listening to Own Your Truth with Laura T. This is Laura T. We're talking hiring tonight and if you have hiring questions you want answered, remember to call in. Um, it's so important to get your questions answered live so that we could see how does this work in practical time? How do we put these thoughts and ideas into practice? So we'll be answering questions at the second half of the show, which will be around 8.30. Uh, remember, the number is 203-333-WICC. And if you're anything like me, you need those in numbers, so I'll say it again, 203-333-9422. All right, so let's dive in to three tips to hiring smarter. Own your truth hiring success habit number one is hire based on what you want instead of what you have. So what does that mean? Oftentimes, hiring managers base what they're looking for in a new hire on the person who currently holds the role. All of that's natural because your brain, you know, takes what it knows and then looks for more of that. The big question is, does that really get you the ideal person for the role? Even if you had a great employee in that position, the opening allows you the chance to really dive in and look at the position as if it were new. And so I throw a couple of questions to consider. What changes when you look at every open position as if it were new, that no one had held it before? Or if, it's, if I say it another way, what happens if the job could speak for itself? What would it say? I'm going to share with you some questions to get you thinking in that mindset. First, 
what are the reasons the job exists, right? When we're looking at an open position, um, why does this job exist? You really want to make sure that it has an important role in the organization. Sometimes managers discover that the role as it was originally defined isn't a priority or doesn't offer exactly what's needed today. And this gives you that chance to reshape the position. So the first thing, make sure that you look at what are the reasons this job exists. The second thing you want to do is look at the hard skills needed for the position. Now, this tends to be the easy part because it's what you usually find in job descriptions, whether you're looking online or you're looking in newspapers. Um, the hard skills tend to be what we focus on. And here's the thing. I, I'll say it now and I'm going to say it again later in the show because it's so important. The challenge is we hire based on skill. And we fire based on attitude. And so when the majority of your job description is focused on skill, you forget those other important soft skills that are equally important. All right. So remember, the first thing is, what are the reasons the job exists? What are the hard skills? Then you want to go deeper. And this gets into my point earlier. Um, what are the key soft skills needed for this position? This is often overlooked despite statistics indicating that 93% of hiring employers consider the soft skills essential. How many job descriptions do you see going into detail about the soft skills? Not very many. And this is a shift that needs to happen to help you find the right cultural fit in your next employee. Okay, so what's the fourth question? The final question is, what are the three big results this role is responsible for achieving? This is where you get to create expectations and craft awesome questions to ask your candidate during the interview process. This is also where you get to monitor and measure your new hire's success. So if you're setting results for the first month, three months, five months, you're able to monitor and measure, again, are they the right fit? Does this individual work out culturally? It reduces the, discom the discomfort of uh, an unintentionally failed hire, right? Because you have the expectations clearly spelled out in the beginning and you're meeting with your new hire regularly. So let's review. First thing is what are the reasons the job exists? What are the hard skills needed for the position? What are the key soft skills needed? And what are the three to five big results this role is responsible for? So when you're hiring a new employee, those are the questions that'll help you thinking in line of if this job could speak for itself, what would it say? So remember, I promised I'd give you examples on how do you use this at home. Well, it seems a little ex extensive to be asking all four of those questions. So let's narrow it down. If you're hiring at home, look to what are the soft skills that are important to me and what is the result that you want. Those two questions alone are going to give you a better idea of the right fit, not just someone who can do the job, but someone who's the right fit when you're hiring at home. Let me give you an example. If you're hiring a contractor, what soft skills are important to you? Put them in writing and make sure that you have your vendor sign them so there's an understanding between the two of you. It's also a, an idea to 
have them agree to it and and maybe there's a consequence maybe there's a daily fine if they are you know 14 days off a schedule and you've indicated that timeline is the most important thing i will tell you that i've used this tip and it really does work um it's really amazing and it helps you monitor and measure the job as it's getting done Another thing I had mentioned, which is define the result you want. For instance, if you're hiring the tutor, remember I'm going to use these as the examples, and you give a definition of how you define success for your child and what they're learning, it doesn't mean you're going to fire the tutor if it doesn't, if they're not on track for where you expect it, but it gives you a place to open the conversation. It's no longer awkward to talk to them about it because, again, you set in advance your expectation. So I'm going to recap on your true success habit number one for hiring smarter is know why the job exists, remember to focus on listing the hard skills and listing your top soft skills, and then clearly articulate the result you want from this position. All right. Own your true hiring success habit number two is be pessimistic when hiring. So anyone who knows me is never going to believe that I would say that. But I will tell you, as a total optimist, this is always the, the thing that comes out wrong. But l- let me explain. So you want to look for all the reasons the individual won't do well in the position so that you can get really curious with questions. You're not being pessimistic about them. You want to explore all the things that could go wrong so that you can help create questions to better understand how they're going to show up. So what typically happens is you've weeded through masses of resumes and you finally narrowed it down to your top three candidates and you're so excited that you found someone. They come in an interview and the likability factor kicks in. Here's the thing. We want to work with people we know, like, and trust. And yet that likability may be the thing that prevents you from hiring the right person. So looking for all of these things that could go wrong will help you, will help prevent you from the compounding effects of the things that you overlook during the interview because you get overly optimistic. So know that when I'm working with a client, actually I see it as my job to find all of the things that could potentially go wrong and help them create questions. So what are some key questions that you could ask to dive into how will someone show up on the job? I'll give you a few that I love. Um, The number one question I always ask is, if you could change one thing about where you currently work, what would it be and how would you change it? This question will give you great insight to how they think about their current work environment and what's important to them. Another one, if money were no object, what would you do? What would it take for you to do that today? This is another key. It gives you insight to what drives them. It also gives you an indication of how far away the position may be from their ideal. Another question I use is, Finish this sentence, and this is what I'm saying to to the person I'm interviewing. Finish this sentence. When I'm frustrated, my colleagues or boss would describe me as... And then ask for a specific example of when that showed up in the workplace. 
this is going to give you insight to how they see themselves when they're under pressure, tension, stress, or fatigue. And will potentially show you how they're going to show up at work during these circumstances. All right. The final question I'm going to give you for, for um, understanding, uh, be, let's say, being pessimistic about the hiring process is, how do you like to be appreciated? Often we assume people like to be appreciated in the same way we do. And that leaves a gap of satisfaction in the workplace. And so asking this question gets you to understand, again, the things that are important to them. Okay, so how do we apply this for hiring at home? Easy. Ask more questions. Write down your questions before you're about to hire someone. I like to make a list of 10 or 15 questions. Um, and, and let's be honest, depending on who I'm hiring, I Google it. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to come up with all these questions on my own. So, for instance, if I'm hiring a web designer, I'm Googling the top 15 questions to ask a web designer. And then I add one question to every list. And that one question is, I'm asking the person I'm hiring, what is the one question I didn't ask that you think I should know? This is such a cool question because it gets the person you're working with thinking beyond what you've asked. Because when we go into these hiring situations, often we don't know what we don't know. So it's great to ask the person who does, right? The person that you're hiring. Okay, so let's recap. Own your truth, hiring success habit number two. Be pessimistic when hiring so you ask deeper questions. All right, we're on to own your true success habit number three. Hire based on attitude. You heard me say this earlier. We hire based on skill and fire based on attitude. And so skill can be taught. Unfortunately, attitude's forever. So we can interview all day long, but if you're not assessing your new hire's um, behavior, you're guessing on how they'll show up. Okay, so the big question is, how do you assess someone's behavior? Well, I'll tell you, I kind of cheat. I use an assessment. Uh, Personally, I use the DISC assessment, but there are lots of high-quality assessments available. And what happens is people during the interview process intentionally, uh, unintentionally most often, but sometimes intentionally show up different. It could be that they're nervous. It could be they really need the job. And so lots of things can come into play, and you really want to find ways to get past that. So using an assessment gives you insight that you wouldn't have otherwise. And here's the really important part of any assessment. Remember, the report doesn't give you an answer. It gives you a place to explore and ask more questions. Can you see the theme here? Explore and ask more questions. The most effective way to use an assessment, any assessment, is to take the time and go through it with the candidate. And that means asking, how does this show up for you? What do you think about the statement? Would you agree with that? What it allows you to do is, again, get deep. However, I understand that not every process and not every hiring process has that luxury. So in those instances, you can use the report as another place to gather information. So you, as the person interviewing, have the opportunity to look through the assessment results and really pull out questions um, that you want to ask your candidate based on what you've read. 
for example, I was looking for an assistant um, and I had met this woman. She was really detailed, highly task oriented, and she liked to ask lots of questions. She really knew that she needed clarity. Well, we hit it off during the interview and um, she really wanted to work with me. And I looked at these, the assessment and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, even though we're connecting, I'm going to ask a question based on what I see here in the assessment. So I said to her, what happens if I go out of the office, I know I'm not going to be there for the day, and I put a stack of folders on your desk with a note that says, please file them. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's it. I don't give you any more information and you have no way to contact me. She's like, oh, oh no, 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 that would be horrible. I, I couldn't, I, I, that would drive me crazy. And I said, well, it's important for you to know that I do that every day. So um, you're fabulous. And she was, she's a fabulous person. It wasn't a match in our working style. I wouldn't have known that if I didn't have the assessment. I would have just assumed because we were hitting it off, it would work out well. So it works when you work it. Okay, so how do you apply this when you're hiring at home? Well, it can be a little bit more challenging because it's unlikely you're going to assess people you hire. Although I will tell you, I have assessed an architect and a contractor, but um, not everyone has that ability. So when it, when it comes to hiring at home, that idea of understanding what's important to the contractor, um, looking at, again, deadlines, if the deadline is important to you, asking the question, what do you do to make sure that you meet deadlines? Let's say that um, cleaning up on a daily basis is important. What does your team do to make sure that you leave the property the same as when you came? Look at the things that are important to you and then create a question around it to better understand their perspective. You don't want them to answer a certain way. You want them to answer with their truth so you know if it's going to be a match or not. Okay, so let's recap. Own your truth, hiring success habit number three is hire based on attitude because once they're on board, their attitude will always be showing. All right. I'm going to review all three success habits real quick. Own your truth hiring success habit number one. Know why the job exists. List hard skills needed. List the top soft skills. And then clearly articulate the result you want from the position. Hiring success habit number two. Be pessimistic when you're hiring so you ask deeper questions. And then hiring success habit number three. Hire based on attitude because skill can be taught. All right, it's almost time for my, my favorite part of the show. Time to answer your most challenging hiring questions. Remember, you can call in 203-333-WICC. That's 203-333-9422. But before we get to your questions, I want to share Own Your Truth's Musical Artist of the Week. Today's musical artist is Parkway South. This band consists of the wonderful husband and wife duo, Mike and Heather Liebenson, who are both musically and visually talented. Mike is a really outstanding videographer, and Heather has just a magical way of capturing the world through a camera. In preparing for tonight's show, I learned something really cool about their band name. The name Parkway South was inspired by the Merritt Parkway. So legend has it, Heather would come up with song ideas while sitting in traffic headed south on the parkway during her commute to work. I love that. Okay. 
So I do also have to brag that the couple recently left Shelton, Connecticut to pursue their passion for music in Nashville, Tennessee. So although they no longer live in the state, they come from right here, and I am honored to play Fly Me Away from their record, Reckless Enlightenment. Here is Parkway South. Enjoy. Let's give it up for Parkway South, Fly Me Away. If you're interested in hearing more of Heather and Mike's awesome sound, I will be posting a link to their website on the Own Your Truth Facebook page after the show. So excited to be able to share awesome music from around the community. If you or someone you know would like to hear your music live on the show, 
it would be I would love to feature them so send me a message on Own Your Truth's Facebook page um, and then listen in to have your music played live on the show all right, now let's get into the fun part. This is Own Your Truth Q&A, and as I've said over and over, my most favorite part of the show. If you have questions about hiring you would like answered, give a call, 203-333-WICC. That's 203-333-9422. Again this week, it was awesome getting questions from um, the Own Your Truth followers on Facebook. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to do my best to get to all of your questions. Please remember, if I don't get that to them live during the show, I will answer your questions online afterward. I still have a couple of relationship questions from last week, so be on the lookout for those. All right. Let's start off with Beth from Bridgeport. She had a great question. She said... I'm desperate for admin support and haven't found the right person. I'm thinking of hiring my sister. She wants the job and I need the help. What do you think? Uh, so this happens often um, when we're looking for help and we know someone, either a friend or a family member, um, is, is also searching for work. We want to make it a match. And sometimes it is a match. However... Most often, we're hiring someone as a body instead of them being the right somebody. And so I would suggest even more, even more important with family than it is with strangers to make sure that you have your ideal characteristics of your employee for admin support outlined. It is vital that you are able to articulate the expectations so that it, there's an awkwardness between family. I mean, family is so important. It can be challenging to work together. And without a clear description of the characteristics you want, the hard skills you require, and the results you're looking for, you... It, again, it makes it difficult to end the working relationship, and it also impacts the personal. So let me repeat. If it's a good match, absolutely, it's great to work with family. It's awesome to have that support. However, you want to be crystal clear on what you need for this role and make sure you're hiring the right somebody instead of just somebody who's close to you who needs a job. Okay. So remember, if you're calling in, I think we've had a couple of challenges with the phone. So we want to make sure that if you're calling in, just keep it ringing. We will pick it up if I'm in the middle of answering another question. Um, just know that it, keep, keep, keep it ringing if you're calling in. Um, okay. So the next question is from uh, George from Stanford, who said, my company recently went through a re reorganization. People were laid off and positions combined. Now I'm in charge of finding replacement employees, which basically means finding people who will do more and get paid less. What do I do? Wow. This one, this one is a tough one, and I know it's a challenge that lots of hiring managers are facing where employees, even if they're not restructuring, employees are expected to do more and work for either the same or less pay. Um, you really want to look at the culture of the organization. Um, you really want to be with a company that can appreciate the importance of employees. So, you know, understanding that 
you need to find new people. Because I do so much studying of behavior, I look at when we require, when we have a broader skill set required, it's harder to find one person who can fill all of those requirements. And so you're asking people to either adapt or do things that they're not comfortable doing that aren't in their specialty wheelhouse. We think we're saving money, but in the long run, it costs the company so much more because people aren't able to focus on what they're naturally talented in. So not sure that the answer specifically helps you in hiring because it's a challenging situation when you're asked to hire people to do more and they're paid less. It really becomes a time for you to reflect on your role, to reflect on the work that you do in the organization. And then look at, is it truly possible for one person to successfully do all that is outlined or described in the job description. Because remember, a bad hire um, is, is awful. Burnout is even worse because you take a really good employee and you burn them out and they don't last. So again, I hope that that, that helps you in thinking about the opportunity of hiring differently to maybe go out and fight for um, more for your employees um, and and require less so that people are able to focus on the skills that that they really are good at. Okay, um, let's see. I'm looking. Do we have a call? I think we have a call. Hello, this is Laura T. Who am I speaking with? Hi, Laura. My name is Kendra. Hey, Kendra. How how can I help you tonight? How can I help you with hiring? Um, I missed a little bit of the beginning of the show, so I'm not sure if my question was answered already, but I am in the process of hiring somebody for web development, and I've gone down this path numerous times, and I feel almost like I have PTSD because I'm oh, never no. happy. It always goes terribly, and I, I need to figure out what I'm doing wrong when I'm hiring these people and maybe some suggestions because it's not a full-time person I'm hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, it is um, it is just like a, I don't know, a contract person. So I don't know if you have any advice or suggestions on how to make a right decision this next time. Oh, wow. So what I'm hearing is that you're hiring a contractor to do some web development work, but you've been burned in the past. Correct. What is the process that you currently use for hiring your contractors? Um, You know, I tell them what I want and... I guess I don't have a lot of experience with this. I don't know the language of the lingo, so sometimes I think that's it. But I think I explain it well. Mm -hmm. I think I um, tell people adequately what I want, but I guess I don't really have a huge process. Like, I try to get advice from, like, recommendations from other people, but, um, yeah, so I guess there is no real process. Well, and so that that's the place to start, right? So that everyone goes through the same process and you can compare apples to apples. And, you know, at the beginning of the show, I did go through um, three tips for hiring. And so you may want to consider those as you're looking at hiring contractors because, you know, 
we 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 get sometimes we get overly optimistic about who we're hiring. Um, oftentimes, we're not asking deep enough questions of our contractors to figure out how are they going to show up and do they really have the ability to fulfill on our needs. And so, if you had to if you had to describe, um, you're looking for are you currently looking for a web developer? Yes, right now I'm looking to hire somebody to make changes to a website. Okay, and so what would you say was the number one result you need from your next contractor? Um, ease of working with them, them being able to do what they say they're going to do because when it comes down to it, um, you know, I feel like people say they can do it and then it turns out they don't. So it's almost like testing their work, I guess. Ah, okay. Um, so yeah, just being able to follow through with what exactly they said they could do from the beginning. So, um, ease of working with them, are you able to describe what, what's easy for you when working with somebody? Yeah, consistent communication, mm. and if there's a challenge, like, up front and telling me right away, not just waiting till I have to hunt them down and saying, like, where is this, you know, why isn't this done yet? Right. And hearing some sort of excuse. Ah, got it. Well, so look at even just asking for specific consistent communication. So, for instance, if you're working with someone and you've set a standard that says, I'd like a call weekly for an update on where we are, do you think that would give you more information about issues before they become problems? Yeah, being more proactive, yes, that's Mm. probably a great idea. And, and so, as part of what you require when you're hiring your next, next web designer is to say, okay, consistent communication, and here's what it means to me, whether it's once a week, whether it's once every other week, you decide what's comfortable for you, um, but clearly articulating that and setting that as an expectation up front. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I misheard you, but you were talking about the level of work that they do and making sure that they're able to follow through with it. Have you considered a, a, a testing of their work prior to hiring them? No, because I wouldn't even know where to start because my knowledge of that is not, I wouldn't know how to test somebody on you know creating a website and marketing plan for me. Absolutely understandable. So one of the questions you may ask is, you know, and, and, you know, you could tell by the title of the show, it's owed your truth. So I'm always owed my truth. Like I've had problems (laughs) in the past um, with contractors. So how would I test you to see how you work and let them come up with the solution? They're going to know better about, about how they work and their methods. And so giving them that opportunity. Okay, that is good, and, you know, making them come up with the questioning and the answer almost. Absolutely, because like I said, we don't know what we don't know, and where you've had problems in the past, this might be a good way to um, nip it in the bud before it even starts. Absolutely, that's a a great idea for a question to ask them. Awesome. Anything else, Kara? Kendra? Um, no, I think that was all. I'm, I'm looking forward to going back and re-listening the first three tips you suggested. So I will definitely do that as well from the recording. And feel free to reach out on the Facebook page if you have any other questions or I can help support you in this hire. 
Thank you so much, Laura. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kendra. Have a great night. Um, thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. This is Own Your Truths question and answer time, and we will be back in just a moment. Your car is a mess. It's covered in salt and sand and everything else that can make the finish look old and tired. Wash it, and two days later, it's dirty again. Well, Splash Car Wash is here to rescue your car's finish with the Splash Unlimited Club. For one low monthly price, you can wash your car every day. But here's one better. Splash is now introducing the Family Discount Plan. Pay full price for the first membership and then sign up your second car for 40 to 50% off. This is the perfect time for the Splash Family Discount Club to protect your car from the salt and sand that's all over the road. Have more cars? Sign up a third and fourth car at the same low price as your second car and save every time you come. Wash every day if you like. And unlimited club members get special splash offers on detail and oil change services. So protect your car. Bring it to Splash. And while you're there, sign up all your cars on the Splash Family Discount Plan. Visit SplashCarWashes.com for more info. Your car deserves a better car wash. Splash. Are you on the real estate roller coaster? Are the ups and downs making you sick to your stomach when you can't pay your bills? It's time to plant your feet firmly on the ground, build a healthy business, and create consistent cash flow. When other training doesn't work, it's time to start something new. Join Kendra at thekendraproject.com to transform your thinking, jumpstart your business, and have you knock it out of the park this year. Kendra will help you to trash your current business plan. You know you don't follow it anyway. Stop forcing yourself to cold call. Quit the numbers game. Make the money you deserve. And love real estate again. If you're ready to get unstuck, visit thekendraproject.com today. Can you imagine waking up excited to build your business? Taking four to six weeks of vacation a year? Making the type of money you dreamt of when you started in real estate? Only working when you want to? Spoiler alert, it's possible. Kendra has transformed her life and her business with these techniques and so can you. Visit thekendraproject.com to see how it's done. Hello and welcome back to Own Your Truth with Laura T. This is Laura T and we are talking about hiring. Uh, we've got time for one more question so I'll take one that I received through Facebook. Um, this one is from George, uh, pardon me, this one is from Sarah from Monroe. She said, I'm in charge of hiring at my small firm, and my boss wants me to look through p people's social media accounts before we hire them. I feel it's an invasion of privacy. What do I do? Wow, this is a really great question and something that we face this day and age. Um, so there's a couple of things. The first is to own your truth about the, your discomfort. You know, if that's not something you're comfortable doing, then I am going to suggest that you go to your boss and talk about that. Um, the idea of it being an invasion of privacy, you know, I always say that nothing has any meaning until we give it meaning. And so that's the meaning you give it, which is so important to own and, and understand. At the same time, there's also this idea that once something is on social media, it is there for public consumption. And so people
people need to understand that during the hiring process, it is likely that a potential uh, manager or boss is going to go through one social media. Um, that's why it's so important to either set up your parameters so that it's private or to understand that it is going to be viewed. And part of the information gathering, you know, the thing that I will say um, on the hiring side is that it's really important that you don't make uh, quick judgments based on what you see. You know, it's the same thing as if you're using an assessment that using social media is another way to get curious and ask questions and not make a judgment about the information you found or what you see there. Um, so again, owning your truth about it being an invasion of privacy is important. Um, also the idea that your gathering information to ask questions, not to make a judgment about somebody. I hope that helps. Okay, so I think we may have time for one more question. Um, this question comes from Anthony in Fairfield, and he said, if you had the chance to ask just one question of an employee, what is the most important question? that you ask. Oh my gosh, this question is painful. Uh, one, I only got one question. Hmm. Um, what is the one question that you ask? You know, I, um, I would wanna look for a question that gives them lots of opportunity to share about themselves. So an example may be um, if you if you had the chance to work with anyone, real or fictitious, who would it be and why? Again, I'm, I'm looking at getting curious and understanding someone, um, letting them share information about themselves. I'm not going to pick a question that's specifically related to the job. I want to get an understanding of how they think and um, what's important to them. And I really... Um, interesting type open-ended question is going to be able to help you get get there. Um, I will also say that it's vital that you have the opportunity to ask more than one question, but if there's only one, I think that that one kind of gives you a broad range of discovery and offers them an opportunity to share a little bit about themselves. Okay, so that is the show for tonight. Remember I mentioned an Oscar-related contest at the start of the show? Go to the Own Your Truth Facebook page and write your Oscar prediction for best movie. If you get it right, you'll be entered to win the movie itself. Again, this has been Own Your Truth with Laura T. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next Sunday when we're talking about the job search. See you then. My heart of gold, just a lump of coal, I couldn't say. If I were you, I'd take shelter in the sound. And keep the faith when there's
what they'll say Go touch your toes down to the bottom 